People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. time once again we are here the 20 by 20 ring crew back at you for episode number 79 every time you say that to me the the episode number it is uh dude it just flabbergasts me i am joe i am here with my cohort matt what's going on brother? hey yo what's going on 79 man 79 how's it feel to be 79 oh wait you're only 40 right fuck close enough <laughs> Sound like my daughter. <laughs> uh, yeah, seventy nine episodes we've been doing this, and uh, man, it just it, it it's it hasn't gotten uh, stale yet, man. No, it's, it gets no. more and more fun <laughs> every single week. So I, it's it's almost like uh, yeah, seventy nine episodes. So what what of it? But I, uh, I, I gotta say, today's been a really long day for me. I'm, sure, I'm running on like four hours of sleep, and I've had you and me both. Yeah, I've had I've had coffee. I've had. Uh, more coffee. I could use some more coffee. Yeah. Uh, I should have snorted more espresso, espresso before I got yeah. here. <laughs> but nevertheless, we're back. Episode 79. Uh, we're, as always, we have wrestling on in the background. Uh, yes, yes. And, and so should you. You should always have wrestling on. Always. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I'm in the bathroom and I have my phone... There's a good chance that I got wrestling on my phone. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say so down down here in in this in, in our where we record, uh, I I'm I am a video game collector and there uh, are there are walls of video <laughs> games people walls. Joe hasn't seen anything. Yeah, what's coming coming this way? <laughs> um, I am actually in the process of looking for another TV that I'm gonna put down here and I'm gonna have side by side gaming. But I'm also going to have side-by-side to where if I'm gaming, I can have wrestling or something else on the background, mainly wrestling. That's hardcore. So, that's dedication to this to this podcast, and this is my love for professional wrestling. So that's 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 uh, coming up, hopefully by the end of the year, actually. That, that's going to happen. That's probably going to be me when uh, AEW debuts on Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah, because of uh, NXT, I want to want to be able to check out both. You know, it's it's it is it is very very much like that Monday Night Wars kind of feeling. You know, what it I mean? is it is, and it's 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 great too that uh, you know for me, like I'm an adult now, so I don't have to uh, you know make alliances with my siblings <laughs> and say, hey, can you watch Raw for me and let me know when something good comes on because I'm gonna watch a Nitro. Uh, and running back and forth like a fucking mad child, trying to make sure we got both because I couldn't use the VCR because the VCR is being used for other stuff. Yes, this is the VCR era, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yep. So uh, I, I had to watch it live or, or miss it. For for a majority of the Monday Night Wars, I spent I spent it at my godparents' house, and they had obviously a TV in the living room with a VCR, and then. They had a TV in their um, in a in a spare bedroom. Yeah, and I would be d- down the hall back and back forth. Back and forth, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, so. there were certain guys where it's like Stone Cold's on, Undertaker's on. You know, it's, it's, I'm not gonna list all the guys, but certain guys where it's like if they're on, like you need to let me know because <laughs> I need to see what they're going to do next. But yeah, so that's it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be cool. So I mean, even even if I don't have the TVs ready now, I mean, we have tablets and phones and yeah, laptops, absolutely. desktops, whatever. So. There's there's many ways you can you can check out wrestling, but uh, um, we had a pretty big weekend of wrestling. Uh, I will have to, I have to admit this was not the best weekend for me. A lot of things kind of a lot of plans kind of just blew up in my face, which is fine. That's life, that's how it goes. Uh, so I didn't get to watch really anything besides what we're about to talk about first, though. I am going to tell you, we are going to talk about the other shows. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who are new to to, to this podcast, welcome aboard, by the way. But uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is going to be a review show, and spoilers will be thrown out there. So I never want to tell you not to listen, but if spoilers are, are, are something you don't want, uh, check us out after you watch shows, and then come check us out. Absolutely. Um, it is. It has been from what I've seen so far with NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. I don't know if Joe said what the show was. No, that's what we're watching in <laughs> yeah. the background. Yes. We are officially watching NXT UK Takeover Cardiff out there in Cardiff, Wales. We are we are in the, the midst of the Triple Threat Tag Team Championship match between Gallus, uh, Flash Morgan, Webster, Mark Andrews, and the team of the Grizzled Young Vets. And uh, it's a hell of a fucking match. I uh, I had I had a blast watching the show. Yeah, so far it's been good, man. And you know, people don't really people don't really understand how how much UK wrestling has has developed. It's, it's such a uh, you know it used to be like this kind of a traditional technical wrestling style, but it's it has picked up so much. And uh, you see that a lot in this in this NXT show, and it's such a uh, a huge variety of, of styles, and it's absolutely great, man. Um, I've definitely enjoyed what I've watched thus far. Uh, but the show that we're going to talk about first is a show that really headlined the the weekend. Whether it was your favorite show or not, it was the show that was the most talked about. Is what I mean absolutely. By that. And that was AEW's All Out took place on August thirty first. Uh, to wrap up what was been a fantastic month for wrestling in August, took place at the Sears Center Arena in the Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't have a uh, an official attendance count as of yet. No, neither do I. But uh, if it's uh, anything like All In, I'm assuming about eleven to twelve thousand. Yeah, that's what. That, yeah. So uh, it, it, again, this is this is the last show up until. The weekly TV show starting October second. It's a Wednesday night uh, when AEW goes on TNT. Right now, it's just called AEW on TNT. I don't know if that's going to be the official name or not. But uh, but yeah, this is this is the final show. They're going to go all the month of September. No shows. Obviously, they're going to promote and do the YouTube shows and all that stuff. But uh, the next time you see AEW will be on October second, TNT, uh, and it's going to be every week. Um, so they put on the show, and uh, we're just gonna go through the card, and, and we're gonna we're gonna break it down. Absolutely, uh, we're gonna start on the pre-show or the buy-in, if you will, and uh, just like 
uh, Double or Nothing. They also had a, a Casino Battle Royal. This time it was for the women. And uh, also this match had championship uh, implications in which the winner would get a shot at the AEW Women's World Championship, which uh, that match is going to be on the debut show October 2nd. Again, AEW, AEW on TNT. Um, 21 woman casino battle royal you had uh, five you had 21 total people five different uh, uh, entrances where you had groups of five for the first four entrances and then the 21st participant was the Joker right. she was uh, she was introduced by herself she got her she was in her own wave uh, the the match starts off with the clubs that was uh, Solandro Royal Leva Bates Fabi Apache Priscilla Kelly and Nyla Rose start off the match. You definitely get a, a good glimpse of international flavor with Fabio Apache for sure. Nyla Rose is somebody that they've pushed since the beginning of AEW, but really hasn't had the most success thus far. So you kind of wonder, like, what? When is she going to get her break? Going to get her push? Because she, I mean, she was at the the press conferences in the beginning of everything, and uh, so um, Leva Bates. You know, she's got the whole library situation going on. And then Solandra Royal and Priscilla Kelly, independent wrestlers that are getting uh, an opportunity to showcase their talents for AEW. No official war if they're going to work for AEW in the future. But uh, it was really cool. It was really cool to see that. Priscilla Kelly uh, is um, somebody that I enjoy watching in the independent scene. She definitely continues to improve. Very young wrestler in her own right. So uh, good start. Good start to the match. Uh, you move on to the Diamonds, and you definitely get a little more uh, star power in the, in the sense of Penelope Ford, uh, Shaza McKenzie, Sadie Gibbs, Big Swole, and then Britt Baker, who was definitely a uh, crowd pleaser, to say the least. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely more star power. Shaza McKenzie, I was a little disappointed that she got eliminated so fast. That was uh, pretty fast for her, yeah. Yeah, uh, she's definitely uh, a, a bigger name. Uh, I'm not too familiar with who Sadie Gibbs is. Uh, though I think I've seen a couple of her matches on indie scene, Big Swole, if I'm not mistaken, she is. Uh, she's done. She did the May Young Classic, I think, yes. last year. Yes. Okay. Uh, she's also the wife of Cedric Alexander. For those keeping, I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> keeping That's track. how I know her. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Penelope Ford. We forget that uh, she's a, she's a great athlete in her own right. She's uh, usually the uh, valet for. Uh, Joey Janela. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely bigger names uh, in the Diamonds in, in the situation. But uh, next up, you had the Spades. You had uh, Tenille Dashwood, who made her Impact debut on TV the night before. Right. It was a TV tape, and of course, it was you know, tape delayed. Uh, uh, you had Evelise, who was making her debut. Uh, B. Priestley, Brandy Rhodes, and Awesome Kong. Definitely, I mean, obviously, Brandy Rhodes is going to be a big name. Whether she's a, you know, she's not really a good wrestler, but she's a big name because she is the, uh, uh, was a chief branding officer. Yeah, the and, chief yeah. branding officer. Yeah, Awesome Kong, of course. You know, she's to me, she's a fucking legend in this, in, this, in that ring. Uh, definitely, a lot, a lot of great talent there. B. Priestley, Ivelisse, you know, you, you don't. I didn't expect Tino Dashwood too. I didn't expect really anybody from from this group to win. But definitely a lot more impactful participants uh, continue to come more and more. Uh, in the hearts, you had Ali, Nicole Savoy, 
Uh, Teal Piper, um, of course, the daughter of the legendary Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, ODB made it, at least I thought it was a surprise entrance. And then we got to see Jazz. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Jazz in the ring. It was really cool to see her. Uh, and then, of course, the Joker. We thought we, 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 we had plugged potentially Tessa Blanchard. We wondered who it was going to be. I sincerely thought it was going to be Tessa Blanchard. And it ended up being Mercedes Martinez, who still surprises me because I thought she was working for the competition. She was. She was. She was. They okay. stole her. Okay. As far as I know, they stole her. Unless, unless this was something that had been booked for a while and they gave her the okay to like, hey, this is one last appearance. But... The way things have been going between these two companies, I it just highly, doesn't seem yeah, like that. Yeah. I highly doubt that. So, for all intents and purposes, she is AEW now. That was uh, that was that was a big reason. Like, she came out, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, yeah, what is she doing there? You know, by the competition, by the way, for those who don't know, we, we are talking about the big company WWE. She was on the NXT brand. Yeah, she was. On, if I'm not mistaken, she is in the the photo of the graduating class. Along with with uh, Austin Theory, <laughs> which is their newest class, right? So I don't know what happened, but again, you know, the, it, it it just leads me to ask the question of like, what happened between them and Evelise? Mm-hmm. Evelise tried out; she was there. I don't know if I whether just, yeah, I don't I, know whether it was like she wasn't happy with what went on, or they weren't happy with what went on, but. I'm ha- it was ha- it was good for me to see her sure no show up here. A- absolutely as far as Evelise goes you know you said last week that she was she didn't make the cut she doesn't seem like the type that even for WWE standards and NXT right. to say like yeah no we're not going to use you I mean she definitely someone you can use yeah um even if it's just uh you know like supporting talent if you will I mean she's that good but yeah I mean that it was it was really cool. And a little shocking to see Mercedes Martinez, and um, I'm glad. I'm glad she's there. If that, that's the case, I'm glad she's at she's at uh, AEW because uh, you know she's going to be used more. Yeah. In AEW, you know she's she's an older talent now. We get that, um, but she's so good in that ring. Yeah. Uh, and and if you don't believe me, you need to check out some of her work in in Shimmer, uh, Shimmer, Shine, yep. and a plethora of other you know uh, wrestling organizations out there. Uh, so. To speed things up, Nyla Rose wins 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 the battle royal. Um, what did you think of this overall? Uh, overall, uh, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. Initially, I thought like, and don't get me wrong, obviously they plugged that they were going to have 21, 21 participants, but it was it was going to be interesting to me to see where they pulled all the talent from because they don't have that kind of a roster yet, right? Um. So both Mr. Wrestling 6 and I, that was a big question from us. Like, where the hell are they getting some of these? <laughs> and then, you know, and then, um, like, uh, Fabio Apache shows up. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You know, they're they're doing business with AAA. Of course, mm. you know, what what what, uh, what better uh, reservoir to, to draw right, from, sure. you know. So it uh, made a lot of sense. I was, was hoping to see Lady Shani potentially later on. Yeah, but... I don't know what the deal was uh, with with the the lack of AAA talent or um, Japanese talent on here. Yeah, that too. So I I don't know. Maybe it was a travel issue or, or what have you. But that would have been uh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. 
but uh, no, I, I was overall, I was I was happy. Um, obviously, they're pushing Nyla Rose. Uh, there's been some backlash on social media about them pushing her as opposed to other people, other women in the uh, in the battle royal because. Uh, not that this should make a difference, but apparently to some people they can't handle that this is a thing. But uh, obviously Nyla Rose is transgender. And um, there are some people out there that unfortunately think that it's just not fair. Okay. That it's not fair to... I didn't know she was transgender. ...the other participants. So, sure. Uh, you, you do realize it's, it's pro wrestling, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. I, I Quite honestly, I don't, I don't see the big deal. Yeah. Um, as as long as as long as she decides to do her job, do your job. Get you know get that title over, um, add prestige to it. That's all do, that really do counts. That, yeah, that's all that really counts. <laughs> you know. So. Um, yeah. I didn't know Nyla Rose was transgender. I don't. I don't care. If she's yeah, transgender. it, it, it doesn't, doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Um, and it's pro wrestling. It's, yeah. it's, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> so. Uh, I, you know we are uh, we are at the, we talked about this. We've already talked about this. Where we have intergender matches. Look at what Tessa Blanchard is doing. Yeah. You know, so why does it matter if it's the roles are reversed? Uh, Vampiro came out and uh, Tessa Blanchard had posted something on social media uh, in accordance with this, and you know, she said, you know, I've I've never once used my sexuality to to overshadow me being an athlete. Like, I go in there, I'm, I'm an athlete, first right. and foremost. And uh, Vampiro kind of chimed in there and, and replied to him and was like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we're friends, I'm your friend, uh, but you are. You're, you're an awesome wrestler and everything, but the moment you show us, like, bikini pictures or things like that, like, it just takes away from the wrestler that you are. Mm-hmm. And and while he does have a point, because let's face it, I mean, you're you're having you know you're doing uh, pictures like that. Unfortunately, I'm not saying it's like this for everyone, but sure. unfortunately, there are a majority of the people out there that are going to see those photos and just think of you as eye candy right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They're not going to think, oh, she's a super talented athlete. Sure, uh, because you're. Technically dressing provocatively, um, it is what it is, folks. Uh, but but uh, none of that, none of, no no one's sexuality should come into play when it comes to pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have, at the end of the day, when that bell hits, you have to wrestle. Right. Gay, straight, trans, pan, whatever whatever your your flavor is. And, you know, and, and keep in mind you know, to to kind of. Rebut uh, what uh, Vampiro said. Vampiro, Vampiro. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, I mean, it, it, the, the it goes both ways. It, it does. I that mean, it does. You, you see, <clears throat> you see, a, a, you know, you have male wrestlers, and you know, I, I, I have both male and female wrestlers that I follow on Instagram, for example, post gym workouts. They're 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 topless. And they're flexing. Well, why are they flexing? Because you know it, it is sex appeal. Yeah. They're, they're, they're showing off. So it, it goes both ways. I get what he's saying, and and, and because of how society works, he's right. Um, but I think that's the point that Tessa Blanchard's trying to make is that we're trying to change that mentality, and it's not going to work overnight. But uh, you know, 
I, I had this conversation about Tony Storm. I think last month, yeah. uh, she did a she did a photo shoot as well. And look, she's a gorgeous woman, and uh, but it's great. But I can look at those pictures and be like, man, Tony Storm is absolutely beautiful, a very gorgeous woman. But like, still being a wrestling fan, when Tony Storm music hits and she's coming out to the ring, she doesn't mean she's ugly, but. I'm the, I'm watching Tony Storm the wrestler yeah. wrestle and work, um, and 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 that's just the mindset. It's all about the mindset of the fans, and I implore people out there to, you know, I'm not saying to you know if they're going to post those pictures, as long as they're posting it and nobody else is posting it for them, you know, go ahead and 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 look at them and 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 like them and whatever, but. At the when once that bell rings, judge them based off that, and that's that's the whole point. Um, and, and as far as you know, this Nyla Rose situation, I, it's it's another one of those silly things. And I you know I really when it comes to the, the transgender talk, I, I stay out of it because one I don't know too much about the science behind it, and, and and quite frankly, it's it's pro wrestling, so it really doesn't matter in a sense. Right. You know, it, I, I guess it'd be a little bit different if we were talking combat sports that were supposed to be real. Because I still have my <laughs> issue about that. <laughs> I haven't let that one go, by the way. We will we will get back to that because there, there's something I want to I, I know what you're talking about. I, I wanted to bring it up, too. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is the, uh, she's, she's the winner of the Casino Battle Royale. She is going to uh, face... Somebody at uh, the uh, AEW on TNT debut on Wednesday, October 2nd. Definitely make sure you check that out. Um, and we will actually talk about her opponent uh, later on on the show. We're still on the pre-show. Move on to the tag team match. Angelico and Jack Evans versus Private Party. Team of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. This one goes 11 and a half minutes. This is your your final match for the pre-show. What do you think of this one? Uh, this was great. Um, again, it's always nice to see Angelico and Jack Evans as a tag team. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with them, please, I implore you, look them up on YouTube. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of work in Mexico for CMLL for the most part. Um, AAA as well, and. Uh, yeah, they are they are a super legit tag team. It is really nice to see them working with AEW. Uh, this match was was great. Um, I'm not too familiar with Private Party, and uh, they they impressed me. They uh, they definitely definitely had the chops going. And yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool to see. Definitely a very rambunctious tag team, <laughs> to say the least. They got that new. That that present day vibe of Public Enemy as far as their their goofy gimmick, yeah, you know. Uh, but when the bell rings, like man, they they were really fucking on it, dude. Man. Yeah, they were tearing it up, and it I it was interesting to see too. You would see like Jack Evans do like handstands, and you know that good. But that's what Jack Evans does, yeah. You know, but he was doing it to taunt them, so at every opportunity, each team was taunting each other like that back. Right, and that was cool to see too. Just little things like that you never see 
anybody taunt anyone with a handstand, you know? So And this is one this is one of those things about AEW that I think everybody should like. You know, you got teams that we're not familiar of, but the you know the Young Bucks, they knew these guys and they plugged these guys very very much because not only did they get the this match, but they're also going to be facing the Young Bucks in private party we're referring to here. Uh in the first round of the tag team tournament. That's they're handpicked by by one of the most well known tag teams in the world. Yeah, I can't wait. It should be a pretty damn good match. So you know, it's and again, it's they. I I I have a feeling that Young Bucks are going to take that match. But what an opportunity for these for these kids. Absolutely. You know, and and they are just. It's going to be on national TV. They're going to get that kind of uh, exposure. Exposure and and win or lose, they they've already won, and that's uh, something that AEW does. They give people opportunities to not just job but say hey look at what we can do you know i mean they, they might go 10 15 solid minutes and you know now win or lose like man those those are the guys that you know held their own against the young bucks yeah so that's what AEW is all about man this was a really fun match uh i'm Lico and jack evans they they continue to impress but you know it's this is one of those first time, first matches now because now we're we're four events into AEW, and you know they ever since the beginning of AEW they they have said that wins and losses are going to matter. Well, I'm like and Jack Evans haven't won a match, you know, so <laughs> it's like to me, I, this is where I start to question: like, is the booking going to be a problem when it comes to stuff like that? Are they going to run into problems with guys going on losing streaks and things of that nature? Because this is a really good tag team, and it's just not doing them any favors. That when they're because for this show, they had the record, the wins loss record. Yeah, they showed it on the screen. On yeah. the screen when they show their names in the beginning. So uh, when as they were making their entrance, so it, this is one of those first times where it's like, are they going to run into problems with that? Because. So a lot of times in pro wrestling, you kind of just like sweep them under the rug. They're like, hey, they they lost, you know, eight of their last ten matches. Where in this case, now we're going to showcase that. Yeah. And it's like, mm, I don't, you know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little <laughs> puzzled by it too. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Um, numbers don't lie. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. So True. you know, if you do get somebody on a cold streak or hot streak. You're gonna notice. Yeah, you're gonna. The fans are gonna notice, especially since you're putting the win loss record up on the on the TV screen. It'll be interesting to see how they address it. You right. Know? Uh, I I'm I'm very uh, you know I, I have faith in, in their decisions. Sure, and, sure, I do too. And uh, it'll be interesting what creative they come with come up with to address the the wins and losses. Um, but yeah, the, this this match. If you if if you watch this match and you still weren't sold on on the pay per view, uh, shame shame on you. You should you should have done bought it. We gotta get a PO box so they can start mailing their, the, the rest the of the cards. cards. <laughs> I don't know how you're not entertained by by what you saw in, in both the matches. Really, it, yeah, was, it was a solid yeah. battle royal, and and you know you and I have, have we have, we've gone on record. We're not big battle royal fans, Royal Rumble fans. Like they're fun, they can be fun, but they they're one of our least favorite gimmick matches. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, especially battle royals because they are a clusterfuck. 
<laughs> and you know there was times in, during the battle royal again too where it was a clusterfuck. But anyways, I we already talked about that. Moving on to the to the main uh, the main show. There's eight matches that we're gonna go through on on this main roster. The first match I didn't even know what was happening. We didn't we didn't talk about it uh, in last week's build up show. So it must have been like a last minute uh, yeah placement Edition, match. Yeah. Uh, we have <laughs> what they're being called now as Jurassic Express. Or a boy, a small boy, a boy and his dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to call him, it's the team of Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt taking on SoCal and Sensor, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky in a six man tag team match. This match goes 1145. Uh, good way to start off the show. I, you know, we talked about, you know, having the. The three-way match, which we're definitely going to talk about soon here, but uh, this was I, this is definitely another great way to start the show. A fast-paced six-man tag match. It's got its own level of chaos going on in it. Good spots. <laughs> definitely a good, solid match to kick off the show. Marco Stunt is one of those talents. You and I got to see him in person at a Black Label Pro show. Yeah, you got to meet him. Yeah, he was he was fucking phenomenal and. Um, He's he's one of my daughter's favorites. He did not disappoint. Uh, the, neither team disappointed, sure. uh, and they worked very well together in the ring. Uh, it's so much to the point where after the match, you know, uh, there was a right at the end where uh, Marco looked like he got hurt. Yeah, uh, something to do with his neck, and you know they finished the match, and uh, all three members of SoCal Uncensored came up to him to make sure he was okay, and. You know, sportsmanship was had, and it, it was a, it was a good good time for everybody. Um, this was excellent to to start the show. Luchasaurus, man, I understand he's part of this team right now, but he's one of those that has so much fucking potential. Is dude, it's just like oozing out of his ears, uh, and and I I look for him to be um, a singles competitor very soon. I yeah. mean. He could do it all, man. So I guess this would be a good time to talk about uh, potential. So, real quick here, at the by the by October 29th, which is the last Wednesday of October, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to have three champions. We, we we have an AW World Champion, which we will talk, discuss. But you're going to have tag team and women's champion by by that time. Um, do you see room for for other gold? Do you see them at some point having a secondary title? Do you see them doing the international route to having a six-man tag title? Uh, and, and and if so, because when you have one solo title, the problem with having one solo title is that you obviously limit who's going to be champion. Yeah, you don't want to be switching the belt all over all over the damn place. Uh, so do you do you bring in a second title? You bring a secondary title at some point. Not saying right away. Not saying this year, but at some point, do you bring in a secondary title for a guy like Luchasaurus, who I feel will probably be more of a secondary champion to start. He's got the talent, all the fucking talent in the world, but for me, I have to wonder: is the gimmick too gimmicky for them to be, even for AEW to be world champion? So shortly after, oh shit. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are still oh, watching shit. NXT UK car, uh, takeover for Cardiff. Uh, it is Master versus Coffee in a uh, last man standing last man match. standing match. And Coff- uh, Master just whipped Coffee into the ropes, and uh, he hit, he threw him into the corner so fucking hard, the ropes broke. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, my daughter and I were watching this as it happened, and. I looked away for one quick second, and she screamed, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was like, "What could have happened?" I look up, and you know, Mastiff has got the the corner in in Coffee's mouth here, as it happens for us right now, and yeah, totally broke the ring. Getting back to whether there be a, you know, whether belts are too gimmicky or, or what have you, I will tell you what. So the Bucks have already come out and said. They don't want to confuse their fans with too many titles. And, and yeah, and, and that's a dangerous game. It is a dangerous game. Yeah. So uh, kudos to them. <laughs> they also said that will be the last time you ever see or hear about the AAA tag team titles on their shows. Okay. Um, which I don't quite understand because... If you're doing business with AAA, sooner or later, it's it's like a perk of doing business with another company. Like, you you bring their champions. And I'm not saying that it, the, the titles have to be on the line at an AEW show, but to sit there and say that you're not going to hear about those titles at all anymore, ever again, uh, I think that would be a mistake. Yeah. Um, and that's that leads me to my next point here is, you bring up Luchasaurus, do, do they bring in another title specifically for someone like him? Or just, you know, secondary talent. Or, or secondary, yeah. I'm going to say right now, no. Okay. And I think this is where the win-loss records will factor in. Um, if anybody is is uh, any kind of familiar with, like, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, just about any wrestling magazine. Sure. You're going to have your top 10. They always have a top 10 in there of, of, of ranked competitors for every organization okay. and who the champ is. It's all, That's always been a thing. And uh, a lot of people don't take stake in them, but it's, fun, it's so ironic because uh, Ric Flair especially will tell you that most of the boys still read that shit, and, and it's like... It's like the last bit of kayfabe there is. <laughs> they they still like they take stock in it. God, I hate the fact that they do. You know, and so they you know there's some of them like legitimately get bent out of shape. Like, yeah. why is so and so above me, or why am I below so and so? And and Flair laughs about it, and and I th- I think it is laughable to an extent. Ooh. But for me, growing up, that was all. That was like the gospel to me. If you were, whether you're watching NWA or World Class or whatever, you got to see those top 10 guys and whoever the champ was. So if that TV wasn't available to you, you still got to see, you had like some sort of a summary, a synopsis of what was going on. And you could sit there and be like, man, if, you know, if, uh, if Michael Hayes is, you know, third overall in the rankings and Kerry Von Erich's the champ. He's only got you know he's only got to do this this and this to get a title shot and 
it would just drive my imagination wild. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I see what you're saying. So, hopefully, the win loss record here that they're trying to uh, throw into the mix with AEW, hopefully, it works something along those lines. I would love to see that work somehow, some way along those lines. But uh, yeah, no, no, no secondary title. Uh, I, I say, I say, let them, let them duke it out with uh, with numbers. And uh, the other thing I have to say is about titles in general. Great, you know, don't bring too many titles in for your company, but also don't limit, don't limit your talent. If yeah. some, if one of your talent goes out and wins some tag team titles or a TV title or something. And, and you're already doing business with that company, let them do it. Let them bring that belt on your TV or on your pay-per-view or whatever. It's only good for the business. Mm-hmm. Now you've got, not, you don't just have, uh, you know, this level of competitor on your roster. Well, now that person's a, a, a world TV champ yeah. or a tag team champ in another place. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it worked back in the territorial days. For, for, you know, if and when they let them do it. Yeah. And uh, for me, that's always been a, a plus. I mean, I, I remember the Ultimo Dragon showing up in WCW at one point, and he had nine titles <laughs> from where he, yeah. he had won them all in the right. Super J Cup. Yeah. And you look at it, and you're like, holy fuck, who is this guy? Guess what? He did it on WCW. Yeah. You know, and that's what mattered. Yeah, that makes B- sense. Bischoff, Bischoff had that was like a stroke of genius on Bischoff letting that happen. Most people be like, "Fuck that! You keep your titles off my TV." No, yeah. no, 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 no. Bring all that gold over. You know, we'll show them who who we got over here. Yeah. Know? So, my I guess my point was with AEW is that we don't, you know, you, you don't just have like a guy like Luchasaurus who is a phenomenal athlete. Um. He, he to, to have him limited by, by gimmicks, and and I and I, f- I feel better about it because you know Cody was victim of that before. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know that, and 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 it's it is it's totally plausible to have a guy in a dinosaur mask to be your world champion. Yeah. It's pro wrestling. Exactly. And you know, so long as he can get 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 the the belt over like like with Nyla Rose, that's all that matters. And and I just hope they have that mentality. I, I agree with you about the Young Bucks and, 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 and the uh, the AAA tag team titles. That is a horrible mistake if they don't uh, use those belts again at some point. Yeah, yeah. You know, use it sparingly. Everything you use sparingly, you know, just like spices, use sparingly. You're going to have a good dish, so. Yep. Um, moving on to the next match was a kind of surprise that uh, it was on so early. At least I, <laughs> I thought it was. We had the dream match, the one that uh, you thought was going to be match of the night, and, and I did. And uh, we're going to—I'm going to ask you that question later. Sure. Uh, but it was Kenny Omega versus Pac. This was uh, the match that uh, we talked about very much in the previous episode. They go a little over 23 minutes, and it ends by way of referee stoppage due to submission. What do you think of the overall match? What do you think about the finish? What do you think about the future of these two? Overall, the match was uh, to my liking. 
I, I thought it was a good match. Uh, you could tell. You could tell that there was still a little hesitance um, on Pac's part to kind of do business. Yeah. Uh, that's why you had the, you know, Kenny. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop myself right here. On both parts, both him and Omega, I, th- I think, um, for whatever reason, you know, I'm not in, in any one of their heads, but for whatever reason, they didn't want to agree. They didn't want to agree agree on a finish, and so this is what we got. So now Omega didn't get pinned clean, right? And he didn't tap out. He didn't tap out, and Pac got a win under his belt, yeah, over Kenny Omega. So everybody's happy. Hopefully, uh, I hope to see. <laughs> I hope to see this match happen again. Um, I think it's safe to say, as long as Pac plays by the yeah, and, and that's the thing. So, um, but yeah, was it match of the night for me? No, uh, I thought maybe maybe my my hopes and dreams got the best of me here. Sure, um, but you know, going into it, it is a dream match. Yeah, it's, oh, it's you, Kenny you're fucking right. Omega versus Pac. You're right. How can you not sit there and think of it any other way? But after it happened, yeah, definitely not the match of the night for me. Uh, but but I did enjoy it, and mm-hmm. I do look for you know. Obviously, this is some very unfinished business between the yeah. two, and we'll see. We'll see a rematch. <clears throat> it is very unfortunate that Pac has the mentality that he does. He knows he's good. He knows he's very good in this business, and I know he's he's dealt with some shit. There's no doubt about that. He has taken his frustration with the company. With sorry, he's taken his frustration with with the industry and how he was treated in the past, and he is taking it out on everybody else. AEW has never wronged Pac, and and as far as we know, um, and twice now we've we've seen Pac kind of just. Uh, Someone up, be be a fucking douchebag to them. <laughs> you know, the first time, not doing the match at, at double or nothing. This time, you you could see where he was stiff. It wasn't a bad match. It just uh, it wasn't it wasn't what it was. It, it should have been. Uh, and Kenny Omega is to blame, as you as you mentioned for that as well. You got you got two guys who definitely think very highly of themselves, and rightfully so. Two of the best wrestlers. In the world, I, I would say makes a lot of legit wrestling fans top ten. You know, I say legit because I don't want to see like fucking Roman Reigns in your fucking top ten. Or <laughs> the Miz. Or... <laughs> like if I see that shit, like I'm moving on. I'm, moving on. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, you know, there's there's no doubt there's no doubt about it. like there's there's definitely an earned amount of ego. But guys, this is fucking all out. This is your last show, especially Kenny Omega, who's a fucking executive VP. Yeah. This is your last show until you go on TNT. Why not, just for lack of better terms, go fucking all out? Go fucking all out. And even if you're not satisfied with the finish, in between the match, in between the bells, give the fans everything. Leave everything to the imagination. The ending alone, the finish alone was enough to, to us to say... This is not over. Right. This is not over. Um, I would have taken... 
and, and maybe you disagree with this, I would have taken a, a great match that ended in a, uh, I, I was going to say double DQ, but more more better a uh, time limit draw. Yeah, I, w- I would have oh, taken yeah. that yeah. Uh, if, if nobody wants to win or, or lose here, I should say. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's ways you could have, you still could have finished the match. Uh, I'm assuming that it was a 25 minute, 30 minute time limit. If it was 25 minute, I mean, they're, they're, they're like a minute away from the time limit. It was either 20 or 25 for sure. Cause they, they, they go 23, almost 23 and a half. So, I mean, you were already close to it. I, I mean, you, you could have booked it to where you, you reached, yeah. the, you know, the time limit draw. Uh, and and just fucking just everybody hit their moves the best. I mean, not that again, not that they didn't, but it was there was parts where it was sluggish. And yeah. like these guys are a lot better than this. This right here, if if I'm grading on a curve, I'm giving these guys a C, in my in yeah. my opinion. Um, but because they are Kenny Omega and Pac, it it was it was it was a solid B plus A minus match. But you you expected a lot more out of this. I did, I did, I did too. And and. It's a disappointment, but it was still a good match, if, if that makes any sense for you guys listening out there. Uh, we're going to move right along. We're going to move to the three-way match, also known as the Crackle Barrel Clash. <laughs> Probably one of the more interesting matches you'll ever see. Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela. What do you think of this match? This was fucking exceptional. Both you and I, we have seen multiple hardcore matches. Hardcore wrestling isn't anything new to us. But these three guys have somehow been able to take you and and, uh, make it feel fresh again when it comes to hardcore wrestling. And I got to say, you know, the usage of actual barrels is, (laughs) is, you know, still new to me. And, you know, obviously... We've seen it done before with AEW, but damn, this is uh, this is crazy, crazy shit. You know, you have Jimmy Havoc fucking being duct taped to a chair and then having thumbtacks, thumbtacks poured in his mouth and and then taped up, and uh, you have Darby Allen with that crazy ass just fall away drop, um, doing a fucking acid drop on <sighs> with thumbtacks on a skateboard. That you was, never seen shit like that no, before. No, that was fucking nuts. You uh, knew, you knew going into this match that it was going to be. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking no. crazy. And I'm surprised they went 15 minutes. Yeah, like fuck, dude, 15 minutes of this shit. Yeah, that's. It didn't feel like 15 minutes, no. which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> shit, man, I really do feel for all three of those guys. They were fucking hurting for certain. Uh, the Jimmy Havoc takes the victory. Um, what do you see the future? being for for these for these three guys i mean do you see these guys being for a lot of for a lot of companies this might be the cap this okay. is where you where you see them these kind of matches uh darby allen joey janela jimmy havoc you know what's the likelihood of, of these guys being legit world champion competitors and again i know your win-loss records are are into play but uh, do you see guys like the they like them being world champion AEW? It's really easy to sit there and and take someone like Darby Allen, yeah, and put him in a match like this 
And you just, just by the way he looks and what he's doing in the ring, you just associate him with just this kind of wrestling. Right. But if you know anything about Darby Allen, he's so much more than this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That can be said about Joey Janela. It can be said about Jimmy Havoc. The sky is the limit for all three of these guys. Mm-hmm. I get it right now. It's you know it's a new and upcoming organization. You want to showcase these guys in some of the best work they do. So yeah, put them in a match like this. But should you always put them in matches like this? No. And they and I don't think AEW will do that. To, I I don't think AEW is going to do that and pigeonhole any of their talent. And you certainly don't want to do. Nobody should be doing these kind of matches all the time on a, on a regular basis. Right. You know that that this they they took a lot of risks in this match. So that being said, no, I I don't think they're going to pigeonhole anybody into doing this all the time. These three guys, again, the sky's the limit, man. They can do anything. And, and be anything for this company. And, and that includes uh, tag teams. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. This was a super fun match. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, there was um, so many so many elements to this thing. And it just... It was, it was a fucking car wreck, dude. It was such <laughs> a... It was so much going on. But uh, thankfully, all three guys are, are still... Uh, moving because uh, they 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 took some stunts they took some bumps where it was just like man i don't i don't know and i i don't certainly don't know how you top that and i think AEW did as far as bumps go throughout the night <clears throat> but uh hell of a hell of a way to uh to uh to, to change the pace after that pocket omega match and then uh you know to give us that that fast paced run we're going to pause for the cause and pay some bills, so uh, give us a couple minutes and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by Podcoin. Joe, if you're anything like me, you love podcasts, but wouldn't it be better if you got paid while, while doing it? Absolutely. Fellas, ladies, children of all ages, you can now be paid to listen to us, the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sit there, enjoy Matt and I, go back and forth about professional wrestling all day all night now it's not straight out cash you'll get paid in pod coins but you can change those pod coins in for stuff like gift cards to starbucks target best buy what have you or if you're uh anything not like me you uh you can donate those pod coins for, <laughs> to, charity, to charity which so. is i mean that's always a good thing absolutely, absolutely. so all you gotta do is visit us at 20x22.com slash podcast slash podcoin. That was a little bit of a tongue twister. It is. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. And don't forget, use the invite code 20x20pod when you sign up for the podcoin app. It's going to give you 300 free coins right off the bat the moment you sign up for free. And podcoin is available for both iOS and Android. And you get to listen to not just us, but a a plethora of podcasts at your leisure. And the more you listen, the more money you make. It's that simple, folks. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. Get yourself signed up today. Remember, invite code 20x20pod for 300 free coins. And as always, we will see see you in the ring. ring.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As always, thank you for hanging in there with us while we pay some bills. Uh, thank you for visiting our sponsors, continuing to listen to us. You know, you know the drill by now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, getting back to uh, all out here. AEW's all out. The next match on the card was the tag match where the stipulation was. Whoever won the match is going to get a first round bye in the AEW inaugural World Tag Team Championship Tournament. This was between the Dark Order, which is Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, taking on the best friends, a.k.a. Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. A pretty solid match. Yeah. Uh, It's always good to see the best friends. Uh, You and I both still are of the opinion that the Dark Order, meaning Evil Uno and Stu Grayson... Are gonna make it uh, pretty far, pretty deep into that tag team tournament. Yeah. Um, these guys, these guys are no joke. Um, you know, you call them the Dark Order or Super Smash Bros, whatever you whatever you want to refer to them as. Uh, they're a legit tag team. Having the uh, <laughs> what were they calling them during the pay per view? The the Creepy perverts. The creepy perverts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all all of their um, their their minions or what have you on the outside. I think they had like, I'd say bes- between six and ten. Yeah, were out there. But uh, yeah, there was a there was a creepy pervert chant by the by the audience. Um, <laughs> just that that whole that whole gimmick. Yeah. And uh, and the way they function as a tag team, man, they're a well oiled fucking machine. And if you pay attention. They do a lot of old school stuff, man. They cut the ring off quite a bit. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's refreshing. It's refreshing to see tag team uh a focus on tag team wrestling. Yeah. In in any organization. That is that is something that's going to be talked about uh, more in, in, in t- on on this uh, podcast. Uh, but yeah, this this match thirteen and a half minutes ago is a little over thirteen and a half minutes. Uh, this was again. We we talked about it last week. This was your advertisement to the tag team tournament. These two teams are going to be in the tournament. Win or lose. This is again. This is for a first round bye. Uh, but uh, yeah, this was this is a good solid tag team match. Uh, you had a, you had you had old school, new school. I definitely caught that a lot too with the Dark Order. They they were they were cutting off the ring effectively. Something that uh, doesn't get mentioned as much as, as it should. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Like they, when they first got into to uh, when they first were introduced at, at Dollar Nothing, there was really not a whole lot of buzz about them. But, but uh, there should have been. There should have been. And then now it's it's definitely as they've caught it, for whatever fans they needed to earn. They definitely have earned those fans. And uh, I really do think that they're going to be a threat in this tournament. Uh, I don't know if they'll win it, but uh, they certainly will uh, be a force to be reckoned with, in my opinion. There is a possibility that uh, we see this match again in this tournament. That is that is something that could have technically happened. Um, and I wouldn't be opposed to that, necessarily. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was a good, solid tag team match, man. You know, there, it wasn't it wasn't overly flashy, but it doesn't have to be. You know, this the, the, the tag team division in AEW is just like the singles division, both male and female. It has a lot of, of things to offer, and this was uh, one of those great advertisements. This was definitely a good change of pace after what we saw in the previous match. Um, so, yeah, this was definitely a really fucking solid match. The Dark Order takes the match. They they, they are going to get the first round by. 
and because of that and just the the old school wrestling fan in us usually you got uh, the super heel tag team that's going to make a, a deep run a dangerous yeah, run. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I know they're not going to go old school babyface heels I get that but this one's almost too too, too <laughs> like it, it's 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 there for you you might as well run with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um but uh but yeah man and, and we saw some more shenanigans uh, after the match, and uh, we got introduced to maybe a potentially third best friend in the way of Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. He was officially uh, <laughs> announced as a signee a couple of weeks ago, and uh, here he is officially debuting. Uh, well, actually, he was at the the Battle Royale um, at uh, Double or Nothing, but here he is at All Out helping out best friends. It's always good to see him. Fucking Tope Suicida through the ropes. Hands in pockets. Hands in pockets the entire time. Suck on that, PCO. I'm telling you, man, if you, <laughs> if you don't call that talented, man, I don't I don't know what you call for, that. For anybody for anybody that hates the gimmick, get over it because this dude can fucking wrestle. He can wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> he can wrestle. Like it just 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 do anything with your hands in your pockets. It is not easy. Well. Oh, yeah. hey. hey, you know, this is a family show, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, like, it's, uh, it was a good solid tag team match. I love the, the introduction to Orange Cassidy as well. Uh, we'll see what, what, what that leads to. But yeah, man, this was, it was fun. It was a really fun match. Good advertisement. They went, they gave him good solid time. Again, 13 and a half minutes, a little over that. Uh, so yeah, I, I got no complaints about this match. It wasn't overly flashy because it, it didn't need to be. No, it didn't. And it's it's a it's a great uh, it's a great way to intro, give you a good intro into this tournament coming up, man. Yeah. So which I don't even think as of this recording we we have the the full back brackets. No, there are no full brackets yet, and uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm definitely cool with that. Next match. We have uh, a singles match. The the winner of this match will face Nyla Rose uh, at AEW on TNT on October 2nd for the uh, AEW Women's World Championship, the inaugural champion. Uh, the match is uh, Hikaru Shida versus Riho. Absolutely. Uh, <coughs> Hikaru Shida, one of my favorites in the division. Yeah. Um, she can wrestle. She can throw down. Great technical wrestler. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Riho. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of people that I've talked to who have a problem with her, even even as just general wrestling. Okay. She's so small. She's like 98 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, she's she's definitely. Tiny. Um, and and in this match, you you saw firsthand, she had issues with, uh. Her performance in the ring because she is so light. There yeah. were times where if she were heavier, she would have been able to use the momentum or her body weight uh, with her as opposed to against her. Right. And could have won the match uh, quicker. She still beat Sheeta. Yeah. Um, 13 and a half minutes ago. And... Yeah. Um, so uh, she's no slouch. No. Uh, but... I think I think for a lot of people they're just not too familiar with a lot of Joshi wrestling. There's a lot of women her size that compete and and they they can go. 
You look at a Kyrie Sane, she's not much bigger. No, she's not you know? much bigger. So it, it's uh, it's definitely a plausible thing. It, absolutely, yeah. never never judge a book by its cover. Um, but, but let's <laughs> let's uh, let's throw it out there now. We, you you mentioned Riho wins the match. By the way, this is a very solid, good technical wrestling Joshi match. Riho now has to face Nyla Rose, whom she's pinned before. Yes, she has Nyla Rose. Again, we're not talking about sexuality here. Her build weighs 169 pounds. She's almost two. Riho's build Riho. weight is is 92 pounds. Yeah. I mean, that's quite the disadvantage. What kind? So, pro wrestling. Again, we've seen Big Show versus Rey Mysterio, for example. We've seen these types of mismatches. Sure. Do you going into this match? How do you? How do you think that they're going to prepare to to battle that? Because that that is going to be a big a big emphasis of size size difference. And are you know we already saw it being a problem in this match. How much more of a problem is it going to be in, in a match against Nyla Rose? As far as just win or lose doesn't matter, but just the pulling off the moves. I think what it boils down to is experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, Riho obviously experienced. I'm not too familiar with how much experience Nyla Rose has right off the top of my head. Sure. But all it takes is, is that one that one roll-up, that one, you know, that one move to, to lose a match or to win a match. Mm-hmm. So anything is possible here. All I can really say is Riho definitely has her work cut out for her. Um, if if Nyla Rose is any kind of smart, she will use that weight. And I'm not saying uh, she's she's going to you know continually pounce on her and sure. things like that. But you're a bigger person. Learn to use your weight as as an advantage. Yeah, it, 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 it is a weapon. Yeah, it is a weapon. You know, no what about that? Something as simple as uh, you know a, a headlock. Mm-hmm. Put your rest your weight on her while you have the headlock on her. Yeah. It weighs you down. It yeah. weighs your opponent down. It, it it physically wears them down throughout the match. So if she's if she's gonna approach it smart, um, again, Riho definitely already has her work cut out for her. It it, it looks bleak right now. Yeah. Uh, but she has beat her before. So out of the two uh, in this match, Hikarushita, Riho, if you're a Booker, who did you make the same decision? Or Sheeta the, the the better. I would have I would have liked to have seen Sheeta take it mm-hmm. and uh, and go up against Nyla Rose. For me, she's she's more going based off of the I've I've seen very little of both of these women, uh-huh. but uh, out of the two, she seems more established. Yes, and for, and for me, we're talking inaugural champion. Uh, I got no no problem with Nyla Rose at this point. Um, you know they've. They've kind of taken the, the, the 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 getting the new person over approach because you know you figure first champion, it's gonna you know it, Britt Baker's probably gonna be involved in that because she's probably the most over woman she woman she they have, maybe an awesome Kong, uh, maybe something with heel work like Brandy Rhodes and that didn't go that route because she's <laughs> she's horrible, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, 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 for me, out of the two between Sheeta and Riho, uh, Hikaru Shida is the more established talent, in my opinion, uh, more polished, I should say. But uh, Riho is definitely um, 
definitely won me over as well as, as well as many out there. Uh, it should be an interesting match. Uh, for me, I'm going to put the prediction down there, out there right now. Uh, I, I think I think it is going to be Nyla Rose as the inaugural champion. Um, but it can go either way. But I, I really think the way that they've tried to have been pushing Nyla Rose since the beginning, I think it's safe to say that Nyla Rose is probably going to be your inaugural champion. Yeah. Uh, speaking of women real quick in AEW, uh, it, I, I mentioned last week uh, Kylie Ray. Not being in the, in the the battle royale, maybe she would be. I just found out uh, she has was granted her release due to undisclosed medical issues. Her back. Her back. Okay. Yeah. So it is a back I- issue. Um, so yeah, that's because that's one thing I wasn't I I wasn't alone in this one. Yeah, people were worse. Kylie Ray Ben. That's that's what's been going on. So uh, you know whatever is going on as far as the specifics of the back, obviously we hope for a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Um, and I uh, hope to see her in the ring, whether it's AEW or anywhere sooner or later. Sooner or later in the future. So, um, but yeah, the the women's division is is looking really good for AEW. Uh, it's um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun 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 to see how they. Uh, what they do with that division because there's just there's a lot so much to work with we saw it's gonna be interesting to see who sticks around from the battle royal because not everybody's gonna stick around right but the who who sticks around you know as far as both established and up and coming so uh there's a lot to uh there's a lot to look forward to in in that division uh there's a lot to look forward to in this next match this was uh no titles no tournaments this is a grudge match it's a grudge match grudge match through and through you have Cody going one on one against Sean Spears, but it's we have to point out in this match who they came out with. Sean Spears, of course, was well known. He was going to come out with Tolly Blanchard. Right. For Cody, it was going to be who was going to accompany him to the ring. We had predicted Arn Anderson, uh, but it ended up being MJF to start. To start, right. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about the the actual match first. They go almost sixteen and a half minutes. It was pretty much what we expected it to be. It yeah. was it was definitely a heavy hitting grudge match. Absolutely. And they sold it as that. Yeah. This is storytelling right here, and goddamn Cody is so fucking good at it. <laughs> and, and Sean Spears, of course, did a great job too. But if you go through, with the exception of the match against Darby Allen. Every match that Cody has done for AEW has been a story-driven match, mm-hmm. especially the one against Dustin Rhodes yep. at Dull or Nothing, and now this one against Sean Spears. You, we know Cody can wrestle a fast-paced match. We know he can wrestle technical wrestling, but like, this is where you you read the room, you you, you follow the storyline, and you give us this hard-hitting. No punches pulled, grudge match, and they fucking delivered it again to the T. Um, it was really interesting to see MJF come out there with him. That was Cody's choice. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. Um, especially the way MJF was uh, involved with the match. Yeah, uh, came across as very inexperienced. Uh, whether that was intentional or not uh, remains to be seen and and for my money you know you and I both all three of us here that night we're watching all out we all kind of said the same thing like 
it's sooner or later there, there's going to be some some headbutt between Cody and MJF. Yeah. And uh, this this would be the start of it. This is this is how you build that story. Yeah. So uh, I agree. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And uh, while Arn Anderson didn't start out the match with Cody, he did show up and uh, oh, it, buckets of blood. <laughs> he can still hit that fucking spine buster, man. It was it was good to see. Does him. does anybody in this era can 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 they can they do a spine buster quite like Arn yes. Anderson does? Yes. I have seen uh, I have seen Tetsuya Naito do a spine he's buster. Got a, he's got a great spine buster. Um, that's that's up there. Uh, who else? There's there's there there aren't many, but yeah. there's at least at least one. It's, or it's, two it's more. an easy move to do, but it, not everybody it, quite does it. It's an easy move to do, but it's it's one of those where it's it's so simple it's hard. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Speaking of hard hitting, by the way, we are now watching the main event of NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. It's a very long name, by the way, for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, main event is uh, Tyler Bate challenging Walter for the uh, WWE United Kingdom Championship. Uh, I I am already t- I already know this match goes over forty minutes, and uh, I cannot wait to uh, to to watch this as we talk more uh, more wrestling here. But uh, man, what a I'm I'm just excited just just that it's finally here, like, dude. It's 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 a phenomenal fucking match. It's always great to see. I mean, and again, we talked about uh, size differences. There's definitely a size advantage here that for Walter. He's a big boy. There's no doubt about that. Tyler Bay, who's no a, slouch, is a big strong. Boy. He's a big strong boy, <laughs> <laughs> but he's still a lot smaller than Walter, and he looks he looks fucking tiny next to him. Uh, but. Uh, he, I'm just I'm you know I'm excited to see the the clash of, of styles and uh, and to be to be perfectly honest, this is the type of matches you're going to see from Walter anyways because he's so big. Yeah, like almost everybody's <laughs> going to be smaller than him. Uh, I mean, he's not Big Show size or something no, like that, no, but no. still, I mean, he's, he's still pretty fucking big. But anyways, um, we did see uh, we did see uh, the Enforcer come out, which is which is great. It's it's great to see him back on on TV and and doing the spot. And uh, Cody picks up the win. Yeah. Uh, what did you What did you take out of the finish? What was What was your take? You know, I, I had talked to Mister Wrestling Six about uh, and you about possible future Horseman esque uh, storylines involved with this, especially now that uh, you have Tully Blanchard involved, you have Arn Anderson involved. You'd be a fool not to. You'd be a fool not to go down that that path. I'm not saying you have to use the H word here. Yeah. You know. I don't know if you can. Right. So yeah. you know, obviously that's you know probably a, a no go for them. But you've got you've got the players. Mm-hmm. Why not explore that? And and uh, let's be honest with you. This uh, this new this brand new company. Yeah. Although there there is no there are no factions currently, right? You have you have the roster to pull off. Oh yeah, some some awesome factions. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I I'm, I look at Sean Spears. You know, the moment he tag, uh, teamed up with Tully Blanchard, I'm like, yeah. You mm-hmm. know what? In this day and age, horseman material. He's definitely horseman material. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so further on down the line, why not? Why not go there? 
let us not forget that the four executive vice presidents used to be in a little faction. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they, they know a thing or two about uh, about clubs. Yeah, right. If you if you know if the, you know what I'm talking about there, um, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely plausible. Uh, I don't know if they do something like this. I don't I don't know if I really want to see this, but like, what's the likelihood of uh, even getting a Ric Flair involved at this point? Because he well, kind of goes wherever he wants he to go. He does, and, and, you know, <laughs> and you know what? Why not? Why not? I just don't want him to be the center of attention no, like, no, no, like he no, did no, with Fortune. Because no. I loved Fortune and TNA. I thought that was a great idea. But God damn it, it's like, Rick, get off the fucking mic. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let them be the center of attention. You're just, you. he doesn't know how to be the J.J. Dillon. No. That's the thing. That's the right, problem. Right. <laughs> He's fucking Ric Flair, man. You know? <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I, I'm totally behind that. I would love to see that. Um, Again, good, good, fucking solid match, and and it, it was it was different because it led us into what we got next: Escalero de la Muerte, Triple A Tag Team Titles, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks. What can I say about this match? For me, it's match of the night. You, you know, this was your runner-up initially. This, yeah, this, this fucking took it, and, and it did without a doubt, match of the night. These guys, you know. It, it, it was booked, uh, you and I talked about it, you know, you, you want to, if you're going to end a feud, you're going to, you're going to do it with a bang. Yeah. And your biggest match, your biggest match. And there, there was no disappointment here. It was, it was a huge match. You know, we, we've, we've, uh, witnessed all the other altercations between these two teams and it really did. It really did feel like this, this is it. This is the finale. This yeah. is the big one. And uh, I think they did one hell of a job. Uh, <laughs> kudos to all four guys. And that spot that Nick Jackson took, that bump. That was scary, man. It was scary. He um, So he's on his way out of the ring from uh, a ladder. Yeah. And his toes or his feet got caught on the top rope and immediately sent him downward. And he pretty much head-butted the side of a table. That could have been really bad. And it could have been really, really bad. Um, Luckily, he's okay. I don't think there was even talk of concussion, but it was just, it was nasty to see. And, and, you know, no, we don't want anybody hurt. No. Um, But, damn, there was more than a few spots in this match where you're just like, how the fuck are they getting up? Yeah. You you keep asking, how how are they going to raise the bar? And and not that they they also went into the match like how are you going to raise the bar compared to other ladder matches that we've seen this year, but how are they going to raise the bar from that to how are they going to beat God versus the Briscoes? How are they going to beat you know any other fucking ladder match that we've seen? There's been so many this year, uh, and again, not that that's what's their mindset, but as a fan, it's like you know are they going to even like how do you beat what you saw at, at uh, Summer Supercard? You know right. how are you going to beat that? And they did. They continued to just up the ante every single time, and uh, you know they raised they raised the bar so high. I don't know if it can be touched. And I know I've said that before, but I don't know if it can be touched. And I don't know if it should even be attempted to be touched. As speaking of which, we just saw Volter powerbomb toss uh, Tyler Bate onto the outside turnbuckle, and that was ugly. 
Yeah, he he should really he should have threw him closer to the pole, to the to the ring post, and he didn't, and he he pretty much hit head first, and he's down he's down for the count. That was a scary moment in this match. Yeah, we see a trainers attending to uh, to him. Obviously, uh, well for me this it's not really obviously you guys don't know this. Oh yeah, I did say it earlier. I didn't see this yet. This is my first time seeing Joe Cena, so Tyler Bates definitely going to be okay because they go forty minutes, but. Uh, that's uh if you're watching live that's one of those like oh shit old shit moments kind of thing um but yeah man this was this was a great way to end this rivalry it's done it's over with um or so they say or so they say i mean <laughs> are we going to see the lucha brothers and young bucks against each other again i hope so so do i uh probably not this year i would say maybe not but at least not, you know, two-on-two. Two, maybe a six-man tag or something like that. But, uh, you know, because you, you also want to space it out. You don't want to keep doing the same match over yeah, and over again. Yeah. The rivalry's done. They did uh, they did the ladder of death, you know, and, and that's that's as far as it needs to go for now. And, and they – you leave the fans with that taste in their mouth because that – I mean, that right there is, is, is worth the weight of a rematch. That fucking match. Um, and all four guys, I mean, I, I, I applaud them. They, they definitely delivered in ways that, you know, we talked, you know, some matches on here, like you kind of wish you had a little bit more this right there. Like you couldn't ask for more. No, you couldn't. You, just, you couldn't ask for more. And, and I mentioned the tag team division, the tag team division. It is fucking stacked. Yeah. It is stacked in ways that I've, I've never seen. Or it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. You know, <laughs> growing up, growing up where especially post, you know, the acquisition of WCW, you you hungered for tag team wrestling because I loved it, but WWE never really let it flourish the way that, that it should. AEW has established a tag team division like no other, and at the end of this match... Uh, if I, I don't know if we said it or not, but Lucha Brothers win the match. They retain the titles. After this match, we got two masked guys come out and, and cause chaos in the ring, attack both teams. They unmask, and it's Ortiz and Santana, formerly known as LAX, uh, Impact Wrestling. It's an Impact Wrestling name, so they're no longer called LAX, but Ortiz and Santana have also officially declared themselves members of the AEW Tag Team Division. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry if you, you know, for, for all you Christian folks using that, you know, Lord's name in vain there, but it's like, holy shit. Yeah, How... just, just when you thought it couldn't get any more stacked, these two guys show up and you're like, what the fuck? You know, Dark Order, Best Friends, you know, we got fucking Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, Private Party, who are younger, but man, they're fucking good. Angelico, Jack Evans. Now Ortiz and Santana. And that's not all. No, that's not all. That's not all. I mean, that is, like, I I just, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't either. It's 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 exciting. It's exciting. You know, I, I grew up with all the territories going on. And, uh, you know, early WWF stuff for me. Yeah. You know, you did, you had the British Bulldogs, the Heart Foundation. Yeah. Um, very established tag team. You forgot the Fabulous Rougeau brothers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the Freebirds, you know, the Von Erichs. All those tag teams, uh, it, w- it was always exciting. Like, damn, you know, this is great. 
Yeah. I had that feeling back again. Finally, yeah, after all this time, I had that feeling back again. Tag team wrestling, you know, some people, people like a lot of people nowadays, they, they have this mentality of like, oh, you know, they got nothing for you. Cesaro and Sheamus, like, yeah, I'll throw them in a tag team. Throw them in a tag team. No, like tag teams mean something. Like the situation with uh, Chase Owens, for example. Sure. Being called a tag team specialist. He did it again on Royal Quest. Oh, come on, <laughs> stop it. First of all, I hate that because he's a great singles wrestler. And two, he's making it sound like that's a second tier thing. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a, a tag team wrestler. So many greats have been tag team wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, and AEW at least here in the United States, have established that tag team wrestling is alive and well. And uh, if you are a fan of tag team wrestling, both old and new, this is definitely the company for you. That brings us to our final match on the card, the inaugural AEW World Cha- Championship title match between the the, fo- the, the Fozzie one himself, Chris <laughs> Jericho, Pain maker, painkiller, the, the pain maker, yeah, yeah, yeah pain maker, pain uh, taking on Adam <laughs> Page, the hangman himself. Um, you and I both had had uh, our opinions about this match before it happened. Yeah, it goes a little over twenty six minutes, almost twenty six and a half minutes. Yep, your winner by way of Judas Killer. <laughs> Or, or is it Judas just, Effect? Judas Effect. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, just just goes to show you how much I care about that fucking finishing. <laughs> um, Chris Jericho is your inaugural AEW World Champion. They got it wrong. I agree, man. I agree. They got it wrong. You know, you we you and I talked before the match happened, and uh, you know, it it could have went both ways. Sure, it could have worked both ways, and yeah. now now we're forced to see it work the other way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I really would have booked it the other way and had Jericho lose so that they could start TV with Jericho bitching up a storm. Yeah. I think to me, I think that would have been much more entertaining than him coming out. Already is is world champ. Um, for those of you keeping up, uh, what is the deal with his Instagram account? Instagram account. I will tell you. Uh, Chris Jericho was at a Longhorn Steakhouse in Tennessee. Okay. And uh, apparently, someone got in his limo and stole the belt. This has been uh, fact checked, and uh, the Tennessee State Police will tell you the same thing. Oh, it's a legit thing. It is a legit thing. So that <laughs> brand new belt that cost them thousands of dollars is now somewhere out on the black market. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So while he was out eating steak and, and living it up, uh, his shit got stole. Come on, Jericho. Fucking Canadians. Just, it, well, it's just another reason he should have not been champ. <laughs> Hang, Hangman Page would have never let that bell go go missing. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon had one of his goons steal it. God damn it, pal. You know what? Uh, you know, you and I have seen some strange things over the course of our, our, our wrestling viewership. Um, and, uh, yeah. We've, we've heard some really fucking intriguing stories, too. Yeah, so. About I, what happens. I, I'm, I'm not going to say no to that. It, <laughs> it, could, it could have been. It could have happened. 
Or who's to say whoever stole it doesn't uh, try to take it to Vince? Like, yeah. hey, man, I know you want this. We'll see. We'll Thank see. Yeah. Either uh, way, that's it's shitty for AEW, man. Hey, yeah. you, you better, you got a month to find that fucking belt, <laughs> you know? I see. I, I saw it. I saw it on Facebook that there was a missing belt, and I was like, oh, what kind of... I thought it was something that they were doing on the, on their YouTube channel, because I don't really watch that frequently. Right. And uh, I, I did not know that it legit was stolen. No, it was legit stolen. Uh, the match the match itself, I will say this. Uh, you know, Jericho... I think Jericho did one <coughs> hell of a, uh, a performance. Yeah, I agree. I did not agree with him using the Judas effect to win the match. I, I think that is such a weak finisher. It is. Um, Especially how it was done. And, and see, that's the thing. It, it has the potential to be a good finisher. Whether people agree with me on that point or not. You take that into New Japan and you have someone deliver it with a certain level of effect. It becomes a legit finisher, and and you can't tell me no, because they fucking love their lariats out there yeah. in Japan. Yeah, and Stan Hansen will be the first one to tell you something as simple as a fucking clothesline will get you over in a heartbeat. Rainmaker. So yeah, exactly. You know. So you, you know I'm 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 only half sold on the Judas effect. Well, I mean let's let's also look at it. You know, let's let's be realistic about pro wrestling here, and uh, you know it's it's an elbow. And elbows are a fucking dangerous part of your body. You, yeah. You see elbow strikes in MMA. Guys get fucking knocked out, man. You know, so... I mean, knocked it, out, busted open. Yeah, you name it, man. You know, the elbow's a very sharp uh, bo- you know, part of your body, and, and you will you will hurt somebody. There's, there's no doubt about that. But the way it's delivered and the way it's sold, I, it's, it's just not doing it for me. Um, to see... To see the... Uh, I forget Hangman's finishing move. Uh, the Dead Eye. Yeah, the Dead Eye. See him kick out of the Dead Eye, and then and then for Paige not to kick out of the Judas. Uh, you know, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna finish it with a Judas, you need to at least do it twice. He should have. He should have kicked out. Show more of a more of a resilient uh, challenger, and um, you know, not only that, but Jericho took two of the uh, the buckshot lariats. Sold none of them well, in no. my opinion. Uh, they were very flat, but uh, I, and and I and I I agree though. I thought Jericho did a really good job, you know. Because let's face facts. I know he's one of the best wrestlers of all time, but he's well past his prime at this point. But um, you know, he took all that and a, and a dead eye, and and he still kicks out, and then and then Paige, he's out with 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 one Judas, and it's like oh, that's. And you know what? I also wasn't completely sold on on Hangman Page. Uh, in his performance, yeah, I, I know part of it was because he was hurting. Yeah, you know he took that bump, that uh, that knee bump or that shin bump on the the ramp. Yeah, and that clearly affected what he was doing in the ring. Um, but overall, there were spot, there were multiple spots in that that match where he didn't seem worthy of a title shot. It was like, why, why is he even in this match? Sure, for me anyway. Right. And, but I, I still, I still say what I said earlier. I still would have picked Paige. Yeah, I still would have picked Paige as your winner because it would have give 
it would have given Jericho a lot more fodder going into television. Be like, I can't believe this guy is your world champion. He's he's unworthy. You know, he barely won the match. You know, shit yeah, like that. Right. So that's it. That for me, that's it. That that'll do it for AEW's All Out. Overall, great fucking card. Well, let, let me ask you this. Sure. Uh, you're you're four you're four shows in. Yes. You're a baby company, and you have to sell a product. At the end of All Out, and we'll start from Double or Nothing to All Out. Did they sell the product? Absolutely. Are they ready for weekly TV shows? I do. I, I think they're they're definitely ready. Um, they've already come out and said you're you're not going to see the same talent every week. Mm-hmm. They want to keep a ro- a rotating set of guys. <laughs> Sure. Or a set of people uh, performing week after week, and it makes sense. You you want you have all these people who you hired to be on your roster, utilize them. Right. Don't sit there and pick just a handful and be like here's here's who's going to be on TV. Everybody else, no. That's not how it should be. Right. You got a whole tag team division to get over. You've mm-hmm. got a whole singles division to get over. You got a whole women's division to get over. Get them on TV. Let yeah. them be a part of it. Let them do what they do. And simply put, that's just wrestle. Let them wrestle. Yeah. Uh, they they also announced November 9th they are going to be in Baltimore, Maryland, Royal Farms Arena for Tickets their... go on sale the the day this uh, the day this drops. Okay. This episode drops. So if you're listening to it, tickets are already on sale. They went on uh, sale at noon today. So you better you better get yourself uh, some tickets because they are going to be Royal Farms Arena, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, roughly roughly fourteen thousand. Now they there's there's they're all they're already getting backlash. Oh no! About their tickets for this event. Okay. Um, because there are three hundred dollar tickets. Okay. They made a big stink about, hey, we're going to make tickets affordable. Sure. So why do they have $300 tickets? Well, they, they they beat you to the punch. If you don't already know, the $300 tickets are for select ringside areas in the first three rows that will have commemorative collectible seats that you get to keep. Okay, there you go. So there's your $300 ticket price right there. That's worth the price so. of admission, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be called AW Full Gear. <clears throat> Again, that's on November 9th. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a Saturday or Sunday, but uh, either way, it's going to be uh, November 9th, and uh, they they got a, basically a month worth of TV shows to, to promote that. Once they go uh, on TNT, again, that's Wednesday, October 2nd. We're going to definitely talk more about that as we get closer to the day. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that was AEW's final show. Final show, and, and, and now we, we uh, the war begins, <laughs> officially. So, I'm excited, man. Uh, so am I. Um, speaking of wars, before before we head out for, for this episode, uh, you and I... <laughs> you and I got to see quite the promo. Uh, we've talked about MMA. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, uh, and all that stuff. Speed of going all out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
so there's a clip. Uh, we posted it in our Facebook group, facebook.com <laughs> slash groups slash 20x20talk. We'll take you there. Uh, you can you can check it out. It involves uh, MMA legend Tito Ortiz in the octagon with Alberto Del Rio. Okay. Now, I'm not uh, too familiar with the promotion that they are a part of. Um but uh, they're both in the ring. If I'm not mistaken, the 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 pay per view or the event was almost over, and they I guess they're they decided to try and hype a match between these two guys. Um, <laughs> Albert Del Rio has had MMA experience before he, he got into wrestling. Yes, uh, I think he's uh, like nine and five. Somewhere around there is his okay. record. So he's less than 20 fights, but still, he's got... He's he's fought people like Miracle Crow Cop, which mm-hmm. legit, legit MMA. Uh, yeah, he's 9-5, and five, you're right. So, yeah. Um, I don't remember his MMA in-ring in name. I want to say it's like um, Felipe something or, or something or another. But, so he changed his name for, even for MMA? Yeah. That's weird. Because um, his name I, is Jose. Yeah, I, if if I'm not mistaken, it it was something else. I could be wrong, but he's a weird guy. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> and, and and yeah. So what you need to do? Go there. Check out this this promo that was cut live on air, <laughs> mind you. Uh, oh, you God. you have Alberto Del Rio trying to cut a promo that is like very like Vince McMahon ish to me. Yeah. And it it just it loses any it just like everything gets lost in translation and and it just sounds so fucking horrible. To make matters worse, Tito Ortiz decides to rebut him in the ring. Yeah, and it just adds to that level of of cringeworthy that you're experiencing. <laughs> it is all shades of awkward, and. Uh, I, there's really no other way to explain it. Uh, if listen at the very end of this podcast, we will play it for you. You'll it'll just be the audio. Yeah, you won't get to see any of the awkward physicalness that takes place. <laughs> but we'll add it to this this episode of the podcast. Uh, you want, another thing too. Uh, to 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 real quick here before sure. we uh, before we cut off, I also want to add in another another funny uh, funny bit of tidbit of wrestling information here. <laughs> the day after the help me out here, Clash of Champions. Okay. Uh, Gears of War Five is official. You can now play as Batista. Small nipples and all. Oh, that's right. He's officially a playable Cause, character. Because he's a huge Gears of War guy. Yeah, he wants to be in the movie. Yeah, he wants to be in the movie, He wants too. to play Marcus Phoenix. Yeah. Which I guess I could kind of see, but... And they, they jumped at the, the chance to have him as part of the game. Yeah. I, I Yeah. So, it's, to me, it's, just, it's, it's silly, but... Uh, you know, this is the the lighter part of pro wrestling. And, and and you know what? Now he officially has the smallest nipples in video gaming. There you have it. So, wow, he's he's just breaking all kinds of records here. All yeah, he's got all the nipples, nipple records, <laughs> all the nipple records. <laughs> still, still, way more legit than the twenty four seven title. Oh yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. 
a title of nipples is more <laughs> more important than anything that that company is doing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this this is going to wrap us up this week. Uh, thank you again so much for listening and uh, taking part in the show and, and uh, social media with us. Definitely enjoy your conversations, even if we have a varying uh, differences of opinions. We're going to sit back and finish watching Volter versus the big strong boy Tyler Bate at NXT TakeOver UK Cardiff. Just keep saying that so fast. Oh, it's it <laughs> it's so, so long. long. <laughs> um, Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page. Once again, Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk is our official Facebook group. Come take, take a gander at what we got. Uh, Twitter.com slash 20x20crew is where you can hate tweet us. Instagram.com slash 20x20crew is where you can share photos with us and, and the like. Um, uh, what am I missing? Uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube will take you to our YouTube channel where we are reinstating the following, following contest. Is where Matt and I book fantasy bookings, uh, fantasy matches that uh, may or may not have taken place over the course of wrestling history, but uh, still pretty fucking uh, interesting there, one way or another. And as always, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, where you can find all of our past episodes, merchandise, factoids, timestamps, the whole nine. Uh, I'm done. I got nothing else to say. You want to take us out? I I would. Uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again. 79 episodes and counting. Uh, It's been a hell of a ride. 79 is the new 40. 79 is the new 40. <laughs> AEW is, is on a roll. We're on a roll. I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You guys have been fantastic. And until episode 80, we will see, see you, you in the, the ring. ring. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew is, is brought to you by GameStop. GameStop, where you can buy new and used video games, consoles, and accessories. Got games you no longer play? Trade them in for cash or credit towards a new game to add to your collection. Become a pro member and save even more money on your purchases, trade-ins, and even get special offers not available to everyone else. If games aren't your thing, GameStop has a wide range of toys, apparel, board games, and other collectibles including pop vinyls, including exclusives not sold anywhere else. Visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash GameStop to find out how you can get started. And remember, power to the play. Listen, we got a lot more fights coming out. Thank you. We are live right now on DAZN. Hola, DAZN. Learn Spanish, amigos. Also, at 9 o'clock... We go live, Univision, the number one broadcast network in the U.S., and Televisa, the number one broadcast network in Mexico. Hola. Okay, we'll see you later. Thank you. Wait, hold on, Campbell. Hold on. I want to know when you need to give me a date so I can whoop this guy's ass for calling me out. Well, Tito, Tito, and I'm going to call you again. I'm going to call you out again. You son of a bitch! Are you guys ready for this? Yes! Yes! 
Yes! You name it. You gotta understand, this ain't like no WWE match, partner. I've been doing this shit for 22 years. You know what, see this cage? Get used to looking up those lights, because when he calls this fight's gonna happen, I'm whooping your ass and your face will be going face up. You see this cage? You see this company? This my is, home. this is my house, perro. My home. Y donde esta la raza? This is actually my fucking home. Oh. And right after Labor Day, we announced the time, the date, the place, the network where this is gonna happen. You don't wanna miss this. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. Look how little I am. This is amazing. Help, Chingo. Chingo, don't leave me. That's it. We're going to keep the show going. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We got there, baby.